Hey, you're just starting the Trek Off podcast now, so it's a good time for you to subscribe to a new podcast, too. The Totally Super Podcast is me and my good friend Arthur reviewing every single superhero movie ever made. That's right. It's called Totally Super. It's put out by Geeks Radio. It's like Trek Off, but for superhero movies. Maybe not quite so dirty, but... It's still fun. So check out Totally Super. Search for it right now. Whatever you're listening on right now, whatever you found Trek Off on, just use that to find Totally Super and subscribe. Okay, enjoy Trek Off. It's time for Trek Off. Set phasers to love. Welcome to Trek Off. My name is Justin. And my name's Alexia. It's been a while. It's been a while. It's we, been uh, a while. We, I, I have, <laughs> Every time I hear I that, I always say the same thing in my head. It's weird. <laughs> I have moved into uh, the brand new Geeks Radio studio, um, which Woo-hoo! means that I moved. I moved and I'm at a different place. Um, so having moved, um, I am uh, now happily um I haven't gotten here. to see it yet. Is it just as sweet as your old little like, recording? It will be twice Whoa, as sweet hold as on. my old What thing. are you doing, jackass? What? Fuck. I I hope she didn't break it. Fucking cat. <laughs> oh, you're like, like I, I just like, heard. Hey. Like, hey yeah, now. I, you said <laughs> you, you said jackass and you're not allowed to use my wife's uh my wife's pet name for me. Um <laughs> I just heard like loud crashing from the other room and I'm sure it's the fucking cat. And I'm like, what the fuck did she do now? But I, I can't have... possibly check, so hopefully nothing bad. Oh. I have all sorts of um, of Star Trek goodness uh, here to share today. Um, from- I have to share. So- well, I want you to tell me goodness after I tell you the thing that I saw please, that made me like do. fucking angry, <laughs> like so mad. So go for it. You know, I go on the Netflix, right? And I, um, I think I had watched recently. There's like a Netflix original movie called Anon, which is like, it's like short for anonymous. I don't know if you've seen it. Um, I recommend it. It's a really good movie. Um, sort of a dystopian future scenario, and you everybody's um got like basically a feed from their their brain pan or their eyes, like what their eyes see is recorded and it's up- uploaded like into a cloud into a network, and like everybody's stats like as you walk like there's sort of a a virtual reality overlay on everything so like there's ads on all the buildings and all of the people have their names their statistics their age their job all that stuff right and the police basically crime's not a problem right because they just like go oh it was this person they find the time index and they look through the eyes of the murderer and it's like it was you (laughs) you know what i mean but then there's like yeah. this crazy wonky crime that happens. I'm like, oh fuck, there's no data. What do we do? Oh my gosh, we have to do this like real cops. Um, it's a really cool movie, like for people like us. It's a it's dystopian sci-fi futury type good shit, right? So as a result, like you know how Netflix will like put like stuff because you watched so and so. Well, so it had like a whole like dystopian sci-fi section. And I'm like, cool, because I like that shit, right? So I'm looking through there. And what do you think I didn't expect to see in a heading of dystopian futures? Star Trek. <laughs> right. 
So when I saw Star Trek Deep Space Nine, I like about I mean I lost my shit. Like I was alone. You know, like it's not even <laughs> like Mr. A was here. I'm like alone in my bedroom, raging. Like I just I like threw down I'm like Dyst- do you even know what that word means, Netflix? Dystopian <laughs> dis It's the op it's the opposite. It's literally the opposite of that. I was fuck I was incensed. I was not happy. I was like, somebody at Netflix done fucked up and whoever you are, get the fuck out. Fix it now. And they need to be demoted. Like they need there needs to be repercussions for their actions. Because you wow. cannot run around touting Star Trek, which is clearly a utopian future as a dystopian future. You can't do it. It's wrong. Well, it is it is until discovery the the most utop the most dystopian Star Trek. But I mean that's like, you know, saying like the least sweet starburst you know it's like okay exactly yeah <laughs> like because um, mr a said the same thing he's like well of the star treks so i was like listen that doesn't make it Battlestar galactica you know like it just doesn't like i get it you're right no because some weird some fat you know like there's the dominion war there's some fucked up shit that happens in ds9 that having been said <laughs> It's still in a Roddenberry universe, which is, by definition, utopian. So, yeah, no. <laughs> like, just no. I would probably even be upset if Discovery was in there, but I think I wouldn't. I don't think I'd be as incensed. Um, But but I just like it. And it was like the first thing. So it wasn't even well, like it was deep I- in the list or something. Yeah. I was just. No, I, I get you. I get okay. what I get. What you're saying, and I get where where your where your consternation would be. I what I love about it, and what I love about you as a person is that that like you you lack the ability to just go like, huh, that's weird. It's like you gotta <laughs> get know, up right? out of your chair, Mister A. Listen, you know what they're doing here. You're smashing your television. It's <laughs> it's so true. Like as it was as soon as he got home, because like it's hard to get because he you know works at a call center, so it's hard to. get So you held on to it. it. I absolutely did. I absolutely did. And like part of me, like when it happened and I'm trying to think of like what time it was, because I feel like it was actually like (laughs) super early in the morning because I like helped him get out of um, like out of bed and get, you know, into the office early. Like, I think it even occurred to me to like call you be like, you would not believe what I just saw. (laughs) Like, just go nuts on you. And I'm like, he probably doesn't want that at like six in the morning. (laughs) It's like, um, you know what time it is? I'm like asleep. <laughs> um, I saw something interesting. On speaking of things seen on the internet, um, and I tagged you. I know you never go on Facebook, um, which don't. you really should. I know I'm uh, so bad at it. It's just it it. There's so much pressure. So I tagged you, place. and you really need and to look at it. Especially after um, that most recent story about like I'm already paranoid. So like after that story about how Facebook was just like selling everybody's data, I'm like I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> Um, there's a there's a, a meme that somebody sent me that it's not really a meme it's just a comparative photo um, that takes uh, Dennis Nedry um, Wayne Knight's character from uh, from Jurassic Park and shows three of the costumes that he wears specifically the uh, the flowered shirt 
that he wears uh, when he has the shaving cream can at the beginning, the mm. member, the gray members only jacket that he has uh, while he's at John Hammond's uh, outpost in Jurassic Park, and then the yellow raincoat that he's wearing around. Um, and then it puts it up next to photos of the Goonies. Yeah. Um, uh, starting with starting with Truffle Shuffle. Uh, yeah. They're they're in his Hawaiian shirt, and then Corey Feldman in a gray members only jacket, and uh, and Sean Astin in uh, in uh, the yellow uh, rain slicker, and yep. it's so similar. I have to imagine that it's not that it's not a mistake. Like it's it not can't like a possibly it has it to can't be on possibly purpose. be an accident, especially considering Steven Spielberg like executive produced the Goonies, right? So. I got so to imagine there. <laughs> yeah, I got to imagine that there's that this is a deliberate homage, but you really need to look it up. If you just like Google like Jurassic Park Dennis Nedry Goonies, um it's something it's something to behold. Um before you Star Trek, I also heard uh, you watched uh, the movie Moon. Way to get on way to get on the 10-year-old bandwagon. I I know. So listen, and I'll tell you what happened, okay? What is so, Moon for the uninitiated? What is Moon? Um Moon is uh it, it's about it's a basically a character driven story really i feel like um starring sam rockwell and he's like a laborer like harvesting energy on the moon for some company and it's like a three-year contract that he's like all alone like just him and like computers and harvesters and stuff on the um, moon on the moon yeah yes. so hence the we name. had a long time ago we had put it in our queue because it was like on prime I was like, cool. I always wanted to see this one because I think we I watched like a list of like 10 sci-fi underrated sci-fi movies. And I was like, oh, I haven't seen that. And I remember wanting to see that. So I was like, perfect. It's on Prime. But like me and Mr. A, like generally speaking, I'm not supposed to watch stuff like that we haven't seen like without him unless it's like something really, really, really old. Right. Which now obviously that is. But at the time, I guess not so much. It was, you know, but then it like <clears throat> life happens, as you know. Right. And then it wasn't Prime anymore. <laughs> And it was gone. And I was like, son of a bitch. And we never got around to watching it. And then I was just in the dystopian sci-fis <laughs> where they had Star Trek. Um, and like the third one on the list was Moon. And I was like, oh! and I was like, okay, I'm just going to take the hit. Like if he gets mad at me, he gets mad at me. I'll get, I'll get yelled at. It'll be fair. I'll have, I know I'm doing a wrong thing, but I am not missing it again. Like I have to see it. It might be um, gone tomorrow. Be gone. I, I, yeah, I don't know because like I don't know how long it's been on Netflix. I don't, you know what yeah. I mean? And I'm like, and and, and this <laughs> has happened to me. Like this shit has bit me in the ass before. Like where I've like start, and this makes me so mad. If you're listening, of course you are. Netflix and or Amazon or Hulu. Anybody? Oh, yeah, both of them. They're they, it's, they're Mr. definitely Netflix listening and Mr. right Amazon, now. The heads of the two companies. Yeah, who have the, those they, names, they, they do all weird. the programming. Yeah, it's really weird how that worked out. Um. <laughs> don't let me start something not finish it and have no warning that it's about to be gone like tomorrow you know what i mean because i've had that happen where i was like in the middle of a fucking movie and i was like <gasps> so i mean you think i get upset about something like if i'm in the well, middle yeah, of I, the story i hate that with uh with Hulu, where they only have the last five episodes, and you just are too slow on the uptake, and suddenly you miss one, it and really it's over. Sucks. Yeah, it's over. Well, and you here's know? the thing: I will occasionally go on Amazon and buy the episode, 
um, because it's only a buck ninety nine, and if I, you know, if if like if it just takes one to catch up, but occasionally it won't realize that I've missed one, so I will jump in and I'll just watch the oldest one and go, okay, time to start catching up on this show. And as I as I start to watch the oldest one, I start watching the like last time on and go, I don't remember some of the stuff. And then there's a giant spoiler for something that happened in an episode that I missed. I'm like, oh no. So yeah, that's yeah, right. It's Moon. not cool, what was your of Moon? but so I got, so I watched it <laughs> and it's so good. Like I get why it was on the list. It's fucking amazing. It's a real, like Sam Rockwell's performance. I mean, I've always loved Sam Rockwell, but like he's, he's incredible in it. And the, like just the, the stuff it brings up and, and I'm excited to like watch it again with Mr. X. I really want him to be able to see it. Um, and I'm excited to watch it again though, to like see all the little, the little sneaky things that I'm like, cause there, cause as I watched it the first time I was like, huh, that's weird. And that's weird. And there were like little clues that like some shit was fucked up, but I wasn't sure what it was. And you have all these things in your head, like from having, if you've watched a lot of sci-fi, like we have like Dave, what are you doing, Dave? You know, and, and uh-huh. Gertie and that doesn't sound dissimilar. You know what I mean? So, like, I'm starting, I'm, like, thinking, okay, maybe the robot really just likes him and is trying to keep him there. Like, I, you know what I mean? You're, like, trying to figure it out based on, like, the shit that you've already seen. And um, it wasn't quite what I thought it was going to be. And then it was, and I was like, whoa, oh, damn, oh, that's fucked up. Like, it's fucking good. If you haven't seen it, like, I highly recommend it. And it is definitely dystopian that is an accurate descriptor for that film (laughs) interesting if you haven't seen it dude did you see have you seen oh i have no i've seen i saw it years ago but it's been a long time since i've seen it oh it's worth a rewatch dude totally i wonder and i wondered this like so much there's so much great oh i know there's so much new stuff to watch like what the fuck are you even gonna do but i found myself being like i want to buy it because i wonder what kind of special features there are because something i noticed and it's something that i notice a lot and it's all because of flat earthers oh my god um that i know like when i'm watching movies and they're doing like moon sequences or space stuff right i'm always curious as to how they get it to look that way right or what they do it in that one in particular I, I found it very interesting so i'm like i wonder how they like i wonder if it's just like optically illusion because like he's moving just a little bit slower when he's in all of his astronauty gear um and because i see where he is and all that stuff is kind of cluing my brain in and i'm assuming it's less than earth gravity but that's like an optical illusion it's not really or is there something they're doing to kind of make him more weightless like I, i'm just so curious you know what i mean like those I like to see behind the curtain to see how they do that stuff. Um, and I've, and I've been watching, I've, I've recently got to see, um, through my VR, like, uh, just breathtakingly beautiful stuff in space. Like that for me has to be the, the single greatest thing about VR. Cause like I can't, obviously I can just go into space. Right. Um, although hopefully one day SpaceX, get it going, man. I know you guys are doing the testing. Keep it up. Let's get it in my lifetime, okay? Um, but I got to go to, like, they had, like, a tour of ISS. And, oh, my God. It's so cool. I'm just like, man, those people are living the life. Out on a space station? That's fucking bitching. And if we ever figure well, out I- gravity on ships, man. <laughs> like, it's um, just going to so be the shit. Two, 
to uh, to to use uh, what you just said as a uh, as as a segue into uh, our little bits of Star Trek news. I have so many things to share with you and get your reactions to. I bet the show has evolved. It's gone through many uh, um, evolution. I'm sure we'll get back to Discovery. We'll maybe do some episode reviews. But it's so fun to tell you news you haven't heard and hear how you <laughs> react to it. It's like a great, it's a great thing to do. Uh, so here's the first thing. Uh, this is from trekmovie.com. Um, I'm just going to be right up front. Star Trek, the next generation is coming to Star Trek bridge crew in a new expansion. <gasps> what? Um, you'll yes! be able to face the Romulans and the Borg. They're going to be <gasps> two new types of mission patrol and resistance in patrol. Players are free to roam the galaxy, dealing with the random encounters and answering distress calls for hours on end. And <gasps> resistance mode offers more frenetic gameplay as you and your crew are chased by a seemingly unstoppable Borg cube and must collect three prototype ship modules before you're able to face the Borg head on and expect any chance of success. Um, other enhancements will include the ability for players to make their avatars soon psych androids, new shield modulation, and precision phaser fire mechanics uh, and a fully functional planet killer, a.k.a. Doomsday Machine, complete with deadly anti-proton beam. Um, uh, new operations role uh, combines engineering with new personnel management function. Um, uh, there's uh, the whole next-gen uh, bridge with um, with the Enterprise-D, and they're hinting. And this co- all comes, uh, the uh, expansion is on May 22nd. With, uh, <gasps> oh, DS9 that's so soon! That's so soon! Sorry, what did you say? <laughs> was and that with, very with last thing you said? Because I was so excited. With the expansion to DS9 waiting in the wings. <gasps> what? So. How are they even going to do that? Because you're not on a ship. Are you going to be on the Defiant? Are you going to be on the space station? Are you going to have both? <gasps> what if you get to have both? So, oh my um, god! Are, do you still do Star Trek Bridge Crew? I, you know, so <laughs> I had a bad experience. So I had that experience, like with people who clearly had better hardware uh, than myself. And our house is such that we have like a bet. Like, so you just uh, stopped doing you know, it. Yeah, because like we don't have a couch, we have like a people nest, and so like Mister right. A needs to be around to make sure that I can actually move freely. <laughs> okay, because if I'm in there, like I've tried sometimes when I'm by myself, and I like whack the shit because you're you're so into it, and it says, but like because there's like couch cushions and like rails and shit like right there, basically I hit shit all the time. And like I was just like fucking my hands up by like smashing them into things. Like that's the only no. thing I will say is a danger of the VR. <laughs> like if you don't have, and we just don't have a big enough place. Like I wish, like we had like your basement and your and your place where it was just like you just had like a big open room, which we just don't have because our house is so old. All of our rooms are really small, and like we have to put shit in them, not literal shit, but stuff. And because once you put stuff into a really small room, it's way smaller. So, like, I just don't have a big open space like that. But damn. So you. So I, when's the last time you did it? Like, not that long after it came out, honestly. I'm like, really, I got to get back on it now. I got to get, I got to get, like, I have to get a, a regimen in place now. I got to talk to Mr. I got to be like, we need to figure something out. We need to move it. Yeah, because you got to do the next gen. I mean, now that you've done the original series, now you got to. I gotta, like I gotta. I'm so jazzed. Yeah. Oh my god, that's gonna be fucking amazing. Like it was already amazing, and and just by having all of it at your fingertips, like, oh my gosh, I'm telling you, VR man, 
It's just, it's the best. It's so great. It's such a great gaming experience. You get such immersion. Even when it's like the graphics aren't that good, you just, it doesn't matter because you feel like you're in the space. And that is huge. It just makes you feel you know, more I've thought partial. for a long time, I've thought for a long time that I would love for you to do Star Trek Online and to have like a five minute segment of our show every time we do it as to like what your latest adventure on Star Trek Online has been. <laughs> you know what and they have then, now? I want us to well, do what I hope the thing, they if have. You did that, if, if you did that, if you did that, you could totally say, well, you're doing it for the show. Like it's you're being responsible by I'm playing being responsible you know, by playing a video game. Star Trek Alive for a long time. You're being really responsible. It's totally you responsible. You go out and meet people and tell them tell them that you're from the Trek Off podcast and like do like cyber interviews. It'd be amazing. That would be amazing. I don't have a rig for that. I, you said it was on the PS4 though. I have to figure that out because I learned I searched for Star it. Star Trek Online is on I think it's on everything. I think it's on it's a computer. Not, though. It's I on... searched for it, dude. I like as soon as you told me that, I was like, he said it was on the place. I'm looking at that shit. I looked it up. I, I know it's on it. Xbox. Oh. Well I never fire that thing up. I really should. The the um, okay. Xbox one, I have to admit. Although sometimes it's at this point, the poor thing, it's so sad. It will turn itself on. Like just mm-hmm. randomly. Like I've gone into the living room and like I've heard like a like whir. And I'm like, what am I what am I hearing? And like Sure enough, and because the the you know, the TV feed it was not set to that, like uh, there's no picture, and I'm like, wait, the light is on on the, the Xbox One. I didn't turn that it's like, on. Hey, mom, mom. Yeah, it's basically it's, it's gotten mom, so bad now that it's like, look at me. Hey, See what um, I did? You mem- you remember me? You remember the Xbox All right. One? <laughs> All right, you ready? Here's 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 a big one. I text you about this, but I'll just put it out here. Star Trek Four. S.J. Clarkson becomes the first female director in the franchise's history. Um, S.J. SJ... Clarkson, uh, a female named S.J., uh, which is a bummer that she's probably had probably decided to call herself S.J. Yeah, be- for the same reason that J.K. Rowling mm-hmm. had to say that she was J.K. I remember when I to- like growing up for me as well. Like I, I used to love or D.C. Fontana when people would call me Alex. Like, I was like, I could get away with saying my name's Alex on things and stuff and in, you yeah. know, ways that where you're not, where it's not face to face. And it's people can think you're a guy and all of a sudden you were taken more seriously. And you know what I mean? Like, it's so fucked up, but it's it's accurate. All right. Here, here's the article. S.J. <laughs> Clarkson has been tapped to direct Star Trek for making the first female to helm a female, uh, first female to helm a film. I'm sorry to say female to helm a film. It's a hard sentence right there. First female to helm a film in the lots of F's and L's and H's in the Star Trek fr- franchise. Paramount Pictures had no comment. The studio announced at CinemaCon in Las Vegas that it was planning a fourth movie with Chris Hemsworth, who appeared as Chris Pine's father in 2009 Star Trek. Zachary Quinto is also set to return. Paramount is developing another Star Trek film from J.J. Abrams and Quentin Tarantino, but sources say it's still being written and would come after the fourth movie. While details on Star Trek 4 are vague, sources say a key, po- a key plot point sees Pine's character running into his father, Hemsworth, in a time travel ploy um jd Payne and patrick mckay penned the screenplay abrams and Lindsay weber will produce through bad robot productions while david ellison and danny goldberg of skydance media will executive produce so um yeah um now i've heard backlash online just to say hey hold on a second we've had lots of women directors in star trek and let's not um let's not forget their work and how 
groundbreaking it was that they were doing it back when they did it. So mm-hmm. like Roxanne Dawson and DC Fontana, you know, for instance, um, who yeah, did I mean, DC Fontana through... was like one of the head writers, really. Yeah. Of the original series. So, so people who did break through walls, uh, women who did break through walls and 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 I there is a certain amount of, you know, you know, I'm, I'm sure when when they said Black Panther was the first black superhero, I'm sure that, you know, I'm sure that, you know, Wesley Snipes is over there with Blade going, hey. Um, <laughs> and so, so in the in the same and those way, those movies were good. Uh, I like the Blade movies. Also um, has Ryan the, Reynolds in one of them. Um, in the set playing Deadpool, oddly. Um, in the same Kinda, way, yeah. Um, uh, I don't want to. Uh, I I don't want to step on the accomplishments of uh of female directors in the Star Trek franchise past, but we have had thirteen Star Trek films. Count them: thirteen Star Trek films. Now, as far as I remember, women make up fifty percent of the population. Mm-hmm. So this being the fourteenth, it is kind of important that there be. I don't know some representation um yeah uh, like it's, a, lo- it's long overdue like yeah. so long and it it's fucking crazy to me um because i also recently watched um i don't know if i already mentioned this on netflix they have a, a documentary called um documentary <laughs> called uh mercury 13 i think and it's about the women that were like secretly being trained in the space program back in the day. And like when NASA and the government found out they were, they shut it down. Oh man. And it's so fucked up. And like, cause these women were like, they had just as much experience as men, right? Like the, the train, like they went through the same, like, so basically the doctor who did, um, who, who, was testing because they were putting these, you know, potential astronauts um, bodies through like severe testing because they had no idea what they could expect uh, in space or if they actually got, you know, to the moon. Right. So this guy was sort of in charge of all that testing and the people that he got, there were these strict requirements and that was how they kept women out because women you didn't know this um drop some fucking knowledge uh back in world war ii they did fly fighter jets like they they just didn't they didn't run missions in them but they would ferry them to locations like from where the the planes were built from where the jets were built to the aircraft carriers or whatever so they flew jets there were women that had that flight experience and but they made it combat flight specific so that women couldn't be included. And hmm. this guy, because one of his you know family friends was like a really accomplished um, like flyer and pilot. She was like, what about women? And he was like, yeah, right. So they got a bunch of women and like, and women, ah, these women were so great. Like hearing about these women, like, and and getting to see interviews with them. They're like my fucking heroes. I was like, I love these women. Um, They used to like have on the regs, they had like racing. They would race in planes. They call, I think it called it power, uh, powder puff racing. 
I was like, shut the fuck up. That's so cool. Um, and so she basically did some networking and they sort of sent out some feelers to some specific women who had a whole lot of flight experience under their belt. And he was conducting, aside from his NASA stuff, he had his own facility and he was basically putting the women through the same tests as the men. And one of the tests in particular that stands out is the deprivation tank, which seemed to drive the men nuts and the women were totally fine. So the women did better than the men in the deprivation tanks and they were on the circuit and they were doing interviews. And once that shit got out, like the male astronauts who had already gone up, like in in flights were like, nah, women just can't do this. Like it was like some really fucked up shit and they shut it down. And I was like, that is just infuriating. Because the the feeling was this guy, this doctor had the right feeling, just like you just said, like women are 50 percent of the population. Like what if we're putting people in space? Why would it just be men? Like, why would it just be anything? Why wouldn't it be people like and if we're going to have fucking 13 Star Trek movies, why are they all going to be directed by men? What reason? Like, because clearly women can write people and women can direct episodes of the show. Like, why can't they direct the movie? Well, and I just like I think it's, you know, I love again, it would be good to see a person of color uh, also uh, in in this role. But I think that, you know, we're moving in the right direction. Discovery certainly moved us in the right direction in terms of of, and even Voyager to a certain extent in that Mm -hmm. Voyager had, you know, the male to female ratio at least was not, you know, seven to two you know sure. that that's that they, they moved at least there were the right more women present <laughs> um so i mean it's it's i i it sucks that it had to be baby steps but at least those steps were made um but a woman in charge of the show now here's a question um that i've been wanting to ask you since i heard this news is this as important to you um as as maybe it or or rather is the importance of this inflated in terms of its effect on star trek um in that uh i'm still seeing a lack of women writers on Mm -hmm. these films um and the problem with that is is that there should be no notable difference between what a woman does as a director and what a man does as as a director especially of of a technical sci-fi thing the a, a woman director is not going to going to be able to show things from a woman's point of view in a script written by men um it's gonna you know, be a lot more, old, depending old, on the script it could be extraordinarily challenging yeah especially in features you you can bring your artistic eye to it and maybe she'll bring a different form of artistry maybe you know i don't know if it's you know, I don't know if if it's shown anywhere that women have a particular way of photographing things that is different from men. But even then, you know what the the difference might be felt on the set, because when you're a a, a director in charge of a of feature, especially this size, largely what you're doing is you're an organizer. Largely, you're going okay. You, you, Kevin Smith described it as 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 you are just making choices. The people present you five choices, you go with that one. And that's sort of your whole job is you go uh, that one, that one. So, and you, you're surrounded by skilled artisans and you go that one, that one, that one. Um, and will her choices, you know, be more distinctly, you know, showing. Yeah. The, will they be more impactful being a director? 
I don't know. Yeah, it'll it'll be so interesting. So I I would love see. like I I I have not seen a strong female writing presence in the feature films, and I would love to. And there and it, you, it's worth noting all these feature films like like these recent ones are are you know. They're being written by writing pairs, do like writing duos seem to be writing recently. Um, it's it's a thing like a new thing that people do, even directing, like the Russo brothers with Avengers. Like it's it's the idea is you have two people and and the energy that that creates. But I I I have yet to see a a strong uh, female presence in the writing of it and showing you know a a woman's point. Of, and it's also worth noting a woman's point of view of a man's point of view. Um, because it's interesting how many films are written by men about women. Um, oh yeah. You know, you know what would a woman's point of view of a man's point of view uh, be? Um, it's 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 just I don't know. It's it's I wonder how impactful it will be in terms of the the story that is told. Um, I'm glad that she's there, and in terms of 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 inclusion, it's super important that she's there. But in terms of what it does to Star Trek, you know, I would doubt. How much that does you it really see- move the needle? Yeah, other than to like of, finally be like show. yeah you know women direct too yeah. and that's totally a normal thing like i do think there's there's value in just the normalizing of that because the fact yeah. that that's some great feat like it shouldn't be right it shouldn't be it should well, be discovery no different. should have a female showrunner i mean that's the thing i would love for discovery to have a female showrunner I would love um, that too. Like I would, I would love, know. like I want, like I think what we need, not just in Star Trek, but like everywhere, um, but particularly in Star Trek, just because it's usually the the vanguard of these things. I feel like that they're a vanguard of progress. Um, like they should be everywhere, right? Like we should just be seeing them in as many roles as men. Like it just shouldn't be male dominated. Like they should be writing stories. They should be directing. They should be you know, doing art direction, they should be, you know what I mean? Like all of those things, like that will change the fabric of stuff. I think writing um, in particular, being able to write for women, like women writing for women, you know, um, I think is a powerful thing. And I think- And women writing up. for men. I mean, that's the other thing is I like- you Yeah, know, like I, what, would, I, what does that look like? You know, because we don't get to see it that often. And I mean, I got to tell you- I love, you know, I love the original series and I never felt, I never felt like DC Fontana's script. It was never like, she just doesn't know how to write men. She doesn't understand them. You know what well, I, mean? I mean? Like, I look at, look at, look at Harry Potter, right? I mean, look at Harry Potter. They like one of the most successful male character creations is by a woman, but that had to be hidden for a little while. But now mm-hmm. like you can't, you can't argue with her ability to to write compelling and sensitive male characters you know and there's a reason i think that while tolkien with lord of the rings uh has a larger scope um i would say with the exception of sam you don't feel an emotional character to anyone even as strongly as you might feel an emotional connection to like neville longbottom like it's there's there's something that she that she brings a sensitivity that that you know a man who might you know want to cut you know do you know cut away to the larger action scene there's a there's a different perspective i think that a, a woman writing the story of a of a young boy um is 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 a fascinating and very very successful trope that has worked um so i would love to see more of it um okay 
jumping to there were a couple of other fun things I wanted to tell you. Uh, one fun thing, and it's it's not really news, but I did see a picture from uh, season two of uh, Discovery. Jonathan Frakes directing on set, and Marina Sirtis showed up just mm. to hang out. That's awesome. Um, and that just made me happy. There's a uh, there's a video um, that I also just watched of uh, of um, what's his name who's doing Young Han Solo. You know what's funny? Like every time I want to say like his name, um, and I forget the name of the. It's like Aldrich. So what's the name of what's the guy's name? I feel like I got to look it up. Like uh. who, who's playing Han Solo? It's uh, Enric something. Anyway, I I always call him. <laughs> I I called him either. I call him Harlan Ellison. I've been calling him. <laughs> and I've also been calling him Aldrich Killian, which is Guy Pierce's character from Iron, from Iron Man 3. <laughs> I know neither of those are his name. Um, Why Harlan Ellison? I, out of curiosity. Like, like, I don't know, because his name is, is, I don't know, it has sort of that, that, you know, that ring to it. I actually, there was a really funny from... Uh, from I mean, you've, I know you haven't seen Avengers yet, but you've seen the trailers for Avengers. You know the the end of the trailer where uh, Spider Man goes, "I am Spider Man," and Doctor Strange goes, "I'm Doctor Strange." And he goes, "Oh, we're using our made up names." Um, I saw a meme that somebody said showed where Spider Man goes, "I'm Spider Man," and the picture of Doctor Strange says, "I'm Benedict Cumberbatch," and he goes, "Oh, we're making using our made up names." Um, <laughs> <which made> me- <laughs> That's funny. Um, I fucking but, love. Uh, I love Benedict Cumberbatch, and I, you know what? I think so, I just like love British people, they like are in cool. general. Because I gotta say, what, uh, something else I watched that was super fucking compelling, which is not at all uh, sci-fi related, I I will admit, but it was awesome because I love Darren Brown. I don't know if you've ever seen um, his brand of psychological mentalist stylings, but he's fucking awesome. He's British, and he's fantastic. Um, and he has a Netflix um, program called The Push, and it is so good. I mean, it's really disturbing, but it's so good. I highly recommend it. Like, the basic premise, um, I feel like this is spoiling it, but the basic premise is th- using social um, compliance can, you know, his experiment was could he get someone to uh, commit murder? And it is a fully fleshed out, like, well-funded, well-done, like, fucking experiment. And, you know, people, you know, the guy, you know, the person being, like, experimented on doesn't know. Like, through all steps, the people who are involved don't, you know, obviously the people who are part of the, the machinations the are all actors and they're all on ear, you know. Like, like, basically connected to Darren Brown, who's, like, in a control room directing things like oh my god is it impactful compelling and disturbing as all get out but watch that shit like there's it's really funny and and again there's remember the the old movie the box where could you push would you push this button that would kill somebody but you get a million dollars i don't actually there was a movie back in 2009 where where it was called the box and the, the idea was you push a button and you get a million dollars and somewhere someone you will never meet dies if you push the button. And it's this big drama movie. Well, someone, of course, made a YouTube video where someone goes, if you this button has the power over the world. And if you push this button somewhere, 
someone you've never met will die. And and the guy just hits the button. He goes, but you, you, you did you didn't let me see say the other part. Someone somewhere will die, and and he hits the button again. Goes, Can you just let me finish. Someone somewhere will die, and you will get one million dollars. Okay. <laughs> Wait, this is supposed to be a, a a tough choice. You're not supposed to know if you want to hit the button or not. Oh, okay. Hits the button. Stop! Stop hitting the button. Stop hitting. What? Like this? But 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 but. It's really funny. It's really funny. This is terrible. Um, anyway, but no. that reminds me. Does it remind you of that episode too of uh, of Doctor Who? The one where like you press the button to forget. Like you look, you go in, and you learn the truth about that city. I'm trying to think who was the um. Who was the companion at the time? I can't remember. I'm pretty sure it's a Matt Smith one, though. Um, hmm. And basically, you go in the room and you get told the truth. And you have to make a decision. And you can either, like, alert everybody or whatever to the truth. Or, or push a button you hit the, for you to or forget. You forget. Yeah, you forget. And everybody hits forget, and then you find out That's why really at the end, and it's and it's awful. It's so awful, and you get the reason why they think they're doing it because like they think they have to to survive or whatever. It's a great episode. God, I wish I could remember. You know, it reminds which... me of Eternal Stun- Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind, um, which is a a movie which that for me is 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 it's a also devastating a film movie. for me because yeah. there are. I absolutely see the appeal. I I wish oh, yeah. there are parts of my brain I wish I could erase. Yep. There are things that I feel and have experienced and that come back to me that I wish that I didn't have to deal with. Um and it's such a it's it's the loneliest film I've ever seen. It's the it's it's one oh, of the the most yeah. heart wrenching films I've ever seen because it's very easy to like like when, when the good experiences start being erased and he doesn't want to forget those. Um I uh, and even even if they're painful to remember, right? Um, it's 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 a fascinating film. Anyway, the thing I was saying about um, about uh, Harlan Ellison um, is that he's doing he's doing the uh, he's doing an interview. His name is not Weekly Harlan Ellison. Did you for, look it up? You said so, you were going to look it up for Solo. And uh, in the middle of the interview, Harrison Ford walks. In. What? He was totally not expecting it, and you can see he's like, "Well, um." Uh, Harrison Ford just looks at him and goes, "Get out of my chair! Get out of my life!" <laughs> That's fucking awesome! Oh my god. Um, reviews for the film are really good. Uh, we were discussing earlier today. Right now, um, uh, it's not known whether or not we're going to be able to do a week of review, um, uh, podcast for this because um, your husband, Mister A. Uh, has uh, essentially he's in crunch time at at his job. He's working super hard uh, for a goal at the end of the month. And you guys have a rule, as you described it with Moon, that you don't <laughs> see films without each other. And this is yeah, Star Wars. We don't see new stuff. Um. So. Uh. So the question uh, is, we don't know whether or not uh, that rule is going to take one for the team uh, for the show, <laughs> or if or or. Or if it's going to be that you know the show has to take one for the team and that you know the husband wife thing. So um, so I will be seeing it. Um, 
I will give uh, in the next show, I will give a general impression, like a 30 second impression of I liked it or it let me down. Um, and a and a spoiler less review, essentially, which will say all I will pretty much say in my spoiler less review is whether or not I think uh, he and um, and the actor playing uh, Michael B. Jordan, whether or not he nails Lando. And that's really all I'm going to really say about the film is is um, I, I it was better than I thought, as good as I thought or let me down and whether or not those two actors do what they need to do in order to do the roles. Um, and then I'm not going to say much more about it until you see it. Um, but for the sake, for the sake of everyone, uh, listening to Trek off, you'll hear a very basic spoiler free reaction next time you listen to the show. Um, I will do one, uh, the day after, um, over on totally super, the other geeks radio podcast. Um, but, uh, but just letting you know that that is, uh, on the way. One last thing. Um, I have a movie recommendation before we go, uh, something I can recommend to you if you have not seen. Listen. Ready? I'm ready. Are you on bated breath? All right, here it is. I am. Um, I'm a little, I'm a little um, like. I'm, I know this is going to say. Oh wait, there's one more piece of two more pieces of news. Um, uh, real quick. Uh, John Favreau of uh of Iron Man fame. He directed uh the first two Iron Men. Um, he directed uh um Zathura. He directed Elf. He directed um. I'm generally uh, a fan of his. I like John Favreau. He directed the Jungle Book. He plays Happy. Uh, mm-hmm. the the, on on in the Avengers movie, he's so money he um, doesn't even he, know it. Uh, he uh, he is <laughs> sorry, that's a swingers reference. He is starting. Um, he's going to be the showrunner and executive producer of a new Star Wars live action television show. Uh, that really? is going to take place seven years after the Battle of Yavin. So. I guess it's going to be like right after Endor. I'm not really sure how, where that fits in. I think only like four years pass between Star Wars and the end of Endor. Um, so I'm not sure what that's going to be that he's doing that. It's going to be on the new Disney light, like Disney um, Son of like a pay bitch. channel. You know, here's yeah. the thing though. I, I will say this about the Disney pay channel. If the Disney pay channel is essentially, we are going to have on our pay channel, all the Disney movies and all the Disney shows like gummy bears and stuff from your youth oh, and, man. and the old bears. Star Wars and, and, and these new Star Wars shows and new Marvel shows. And I'll pay for that. Cause that's kind of all I want to watch. Like, <laughs> I know, right? Like seriously, like, like as a parent, especially just to go, Hey, every Disney film ever for nine bucks a month. Sure. Yeah, I'll do it. Um, but also do it for this show, especially if this, cause it's also going to have a new, uh, um, animated show, which is going to take place, uh, a bit after, um, return of the Jedi. That's going to show basically young Poe Dameron. Um, it's going to be a new animated show from the same guy, Dave Filoni, who did, um, Clone Wars and Rebels, which both of which got amazingly good, uh, by their second seasons. Um, and both were Rebels ended so strong, by the way, Rebels ended so strong, so adult and so artistically, um, um, so, and yes, at the beginning, he's very much like Aladdin, but I would track, uh, I would, I would track Ezra's character the way that you would track like Sky on, um, uh, on uh so in painful. that well, I, could, I didn't what like, I, mean track, I couldn't what tolerate I, what, her until probably season three or four well what and what i mean by but well, there are only four seasons of this one so it's so he 
makes the switch earlier, but he's clearly an Aladdin clone in, in the first episode. Okay. And by the end, it's he's something much different than that. And I and I appreciate it. for a kids show, for a cartoon show to offer me that. I'm that it's awesome. I really really liked it. Um, uh, so there's gonna I'm, be those so two I'm, shows. I find it interesting that they made the choice to do it like so like for the non animated one to do it so soon after because like. Is it just going to have no connection, really? Is it going to be somewhere completely disconnected from, like, the rebel, you know, front, so to speak? Like, so we're not going to have... So we're I don't know what it's going to be. I don't know if there is a rebel front. Luke, I mean, that's the thing. If we're doing, we're gonna hear, if we're doing like, seven years... In terms of the live action show, if we're doing seven years after the Battle of Yavin, and if you say that's two years after Endor, that we could be talking about the establishment of the New Republic, is what you're looking at. Like you're saying, uh, oh, you're saying, oh, okay, the empire is gone. What's still out there? Right, but like, um, are we gonna be seeing? Like, because it's the sort of the problem we have with Discovery, right? Like, I, I don't. We shouldn't be running into. I don't want. I, I don't mind hearing about Luke or Leia or Han, but I don't want you recasting and having us have those people there. Like, I don't want that. I don't want you to. Fuck I mean, I think my, you're. You, I think shit. you could. Con- Get you off could my conceivably- lawn! Listen, hold on. You could conceivably have the new guy as as Solo if he ends up doing a good job. Like if people go, oh, he's great. You could conceivably, you know, like it, it really depends on how he does. No, right? you I mean, can't, we, though, because at least Solo, this is before the, 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 the I know. theory is it's before, you know, he gets involved with Luke and Leia and stuff. Like by the time he's involved with Luke and Leia, somehow miraculously he becomes <laughs> Harrison Ford. So, no. Get off my lawn. No. <laughs> I think I think that we're going to have to accept the recasting. No. Look, we, we look, we we're fine with but if if Zachary Quinto showed up on on Discovery, we'd be happy with it. No. Right? I'd be less upset, but I don't think I'd be happy. I'd be no. happy. Oh, I'd love to hear you would, because I'm, you just you're you're just I don't even know what I'm to I'm in love with the characters sometimes. though. That's the thing more than I'm in love with the actors who played them. I'm in love with the characters. Um, certainly when I think of Obi-Wan Kenobi, I think of Ewan McGregor before I think of, of uh, Alec Guinness now. Well, sure. Um, but that's because you, you know, you watch the prequels a lot. Um, and, 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 and also, and also let's, and be, admittedly let's be in the prequels, you have more of him. And again, we're talking about he's such great. a huge difference in age. He is. Great. And I love, you know, I love Ewan. I adore him. But like, again, we're talking about the difference and I wouldn't mind, right. If we were talking about the difference between, Obi-Wan old and Obi-Wan young, you know, but we're not. We're talking about in the same time. That is what bothers me because it feels like is almost the age is almost the age that Alec Guinness was in the original Star Wars. No way. I think so. I don't think so. Shall I look it up while we talk here? While we talk here. Yeah. Do do the math because I don't think so. Guinness age in Star Wars. In the original Star Wars... Alec Guinness was uh was sixty three. Um, yeah, Ewan McGregor is and, not sixty three. Uh, Ewan McGregor age might be almost and, fifty. Okay, yeah, you're right. He's forty seven. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, so <laughs> I don't fucking so, think so, dude. Um. Anyway, my my movie recommendation. My point being is because what happens is what it feels like to me, like. So what? This is just like a soap opera. We're just not supposed to notice. No, no, it's the same person. 
No, no, I know. It's I think a totally I think we're actor, eventually going to have like, to look at it that shit. like like a James Bond type thing. Like if we're going to have an expansion of the universe within the universe, without if we're going to go back, if we're going to have prequels, we're going to be exploring within different time frames. You know, I don't know. I mean, it's it's. I just feel like it, why it not just go, why first? not just go forward or just go so far back that we're not. Ta- you know what I mean? Why do we need to do that? Because like, I like that's why uh, I didn't have a problem with the prequels. But you know, when the prequels were talking about his dad, and we never do you know why we need to do that. Here's you know? here's why we need to do that. Here's honestly why I think we need to do that. Why everybody's doing it this way? I think that John Favreau. They're like, what do you want to do? And he goes, I want to do as close to the original. Everyone wants to do the original Star Wars. I that's mean, yes and no, there, because here's the thing. Because, like, another thing, like, did you start watching Cobra Kai on YouTube? Like, I might actually not yet, I mean, but I hear it's great. Man, I want to. I want YouTube Red so bad. I'm like, you bastards, because they let you watch the like first two or three for free, yeah, and then it's might, like you have to might, buy. It might be worth getting YouTube Red for two weeks and then canceling. Yeah, just to binge it because it's dude, yeah. it is so good it's fantastic and it's because it's like okay we're building off the like the original karate kid was fucking awesome there's no denying that and now i totally believe like have you at least seen the trailers yeah for it like i totally believe that's how these guys could have wound up like it completely tracks you know that he's that he's got car that he, that he owns car dealerships you know because him and and miyagi did the car thing and that everybody gets a bonsai tree when they buy a car and like just you know what i mean and it's not like you know karate kid 3 where it's like wait now is who's his girlfriend wait wasn't he in love with what's her name like so it's not like the sequels kind of got to be by toward the end it's like enough time has passed and it's okay that they've aged and like to see where they are now and to go from there like i think that is so so much more of a compelling story than trying to somehow recapture, like some shit from back in the day. I don't disagree with you. You know, I here's the thing. I don't disagree with you that that's better. I've always said, especially even Star Wars, I can almost accept it. But especially for Star Trek, I've always been like, look, let's see the future, guys. All right, we get it. I don't want to see the past future. I want to see the future future. Yeah, I want to see the future future. Uh, that's the point. You um, know, for 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 Star Wars, I'm more willing to see exploration within the world, and I'm more willing to see you know recasting if necessary um and passings of torches but it's you know well, it's a pretty you know, big I- world so i am okay with 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 seeing other stories in the world i really am and just hearing rumors or seeing the ramifications for like your average motherfucker based i think the problem's going to be I you think, know like I that i would i could everyone. be interested in i think you do for everyone except leia the problem is is that that they've told us that leia's super important they told her that she's she is you know she's the general in charge of everything. She's kind of the boss of the new republic or the rebellion within the new republic or whatever it is she is. She is a a <laughs> a major figure. So you know if you're going to have these these guys doing major things, it's like Gowron, right? If you're going to involve the Cleons in a big way in DS Nine, eventually you're going to need Gowron. If Gowron is supposed to be the head of the high council at that point like it's, it's yeah but you, you don't you the thing is you don't have to interact with or get to see like that's the thing the reality about leaders is like leaders all the way at the top you're not sitting down and you know having meetings with them yeah but like, again following ds9 eventually what you want to show is they get to the top i mean that's the thing by the end of ds9 everybody is the head of everything 
Right, but that know, doesn't really. But, but we've talked about how that doesn't really make any sense, and like we. No, it doesn't make we, any sense. And no, we've, it's, and it's, we've it's my, proven it's my favorite that, show, and yet I'll be the first one to say say that, that doesn't make the any sense. idea that on a single space station the bartender's brother becomes the head of the, of the Ferengi Alliance. It doesn't make any sense at all. No, like, and particularly what we know all. of Rom, like it really doesn't. Right, he's you sort know, of like the least Ferengi Ferengi. So for any number of reasons, my point is we've shown in storytelling in the ways that we're telling stories now, right? Like, cause let's not pretend that like television and movies and stuff like like, storytelling, let's not pretend that it hasn't evolved in a way that we've, we've learned like people will watch this or though they can engage with this. Like it doesn't have to be about Luke and Leia and Han for people to engage in that world. The world is fucking interesting as shit. Like, I remember, yeah, no, I like, you. that I, was I, why I, the books were such a big deal. That's why people were so upset when the books got... But, like, I remember my friend, who was really into reading a lot of the Star Wars novels, um, uh, my friend Shrop, and he would tell me about some of them. And, like, just tell me, like, how stormtroopers were made. And, like, really, cool, like, crazy cool factoids and things that, like, I, you know, Luke didn't show up, Leia didn't show up, Han didn't show up. You know what I mean? Like, these are just, pe- like, if we were following a bounty hunter... Like, just a typical bounty hunter. Like, there'd be no reason, like, the things that happen, the top-level shit that happens would affect them? Absolutely. And I think they would have adventures that would be worth um, checking out. Like, you could kind of have, like, a firefly fusion. Like, you could have someone who's a bounty hunter, maybe that's just, like, trying to get by. Or a smuggler just trying to get by. Like, that's heard about Han Solo, right? But, like, is it moving in the Han Solo circles? I I think you know? we're eventually going to have to get to a point with these characters that we decide whether or not we're comfortable with other people playing them for the sake of a good story. Um, you know, like if are these characters? I'm just saying, Carrie there's a Fisher, good story Harrison without them. We Ford, don't have on, to are these have characters. Harry, Carrie Fisher, Harrison Ford, and Mark Hamill, or are they? You know, Spider Man, Superman, and Batman. Where why is it one or the other? Them? Like I don't understand. You know what I mean? Like we can have good stories without touching those people directly I that's think, what i I'm think saying. for everyone i think for everyone except leia i kind of agree with you um but i think that if you're gonna have stories in this era and maybe that's a, it's a fault of the choice of putting in that era which might be a misstep but if we're gonna have stories in this era you know and and these guys are going to do you know important galaxy changing things which eventually by season three you want them to be doing that um leia's gonna have to be part of that but for me I will say that. Why? I, I don't I, understand that. Firefly. Did they change anything galactically on one episode? Yes. Any episode? Uh, yeah. What? In Serenity. Totally. Totally. What episode? What episode? Serenity. Oh, you mean the movie that was after the show got canceled? Yes. I didn't ask you that. I asked you what episode? They, every episode they, of that show. Had 12 every episodes. That's why I said single by the episode of, of that show was good, right? Every single one. Because yeah. there were only 12 of them. Because there were only 12 of them. Yes, that's true. Okay. Well, I'm trying to think. Yeah, I've watched two seasons of, um, I guess, the unfortunate series of unfortunate events. And every single one of those episodes is good also. There are so okay. many Netflix shows that I can point to where every single episode is good. Sure. Stranger Things, every single episode is fucking good. Sure, but, but they don't all but, lead to some world galaxy changing saving shit. Are you kidding? This is season two of Stranger Stranger Things. They literally save the world. 
Okay, so in, in season two of Stranger Things, they do. But I'm saying... That's what like, I'm saying. Is, is there are plenty of other shows on Netflix where they don't. Grace and Frankie, but, I love that show. And they have not saved the world once. Sure, not but once. this is Star Wars. This is, you know... Galactic Why is that Space your hang-up, man? Like, just because there's Star Wars? Like, do you think that there's nothing... Like, I find that so strange. Like, because I remember playing Star Wars games. And, like, you didn't get to be Luke. You didn't get to be Leia. You didn't get to be Han. And you usually didn't even get to go on missions with those motherfuckers. But you know what? You got to sit in a dance way. You know what I mean? Or you got to just... I know where we are. Like, I think you would be fucking surprised by how, like, impactful that would be to you. Particularly because you're such a world nerd. And I think it would fill that need and you would know that they're connected and you're just, you get so hung up, hung up. It's well, but it's star Wars. So it has to like, there has to be a death star that explodes at the end. Right. Or That's a not two what I'm time saying. size. That's not star. what I'm saying. Like, but I'm saying the idea that this show is going to have galactic stakes is it's part of star Wars. Now, I'm not saying something has to explode, but I'm saying eventually you're going to have interaction with the, top of of the of the food chain that's going to happen it's not going to happen season one but you every season you raise the stakes that's what you do, do. You, you said so did you ever play star wars online didn't they have a star wars online game like start like star trek online didn't they have a star wars one I, they did i never played it although although i heard that that at one point and this is my friend arthur uh who does totally super with me told me this story where uh where there was um at one point, a protest against what like the the people running the the game were doing. People were very angry at the game, so there was a protest, um, and people were comparing the people who made the game to uh, to the Empire and saying that you're the Empire and and we're resisting you because that's what we're gonna do. And so what they did is they they made them all, like everyone decided to gather at this one place to crash their servers, and the response of the programmers and this is this may be apocryphal maybe this never happened was to eliminate that planet and the problem is is you you don't die when you're in space you can still breathe in space there's no they didn't have that you die if you're just floating around in space so by removing the planet nobody could move and nobody can change anything and nobody could die so if you were there deliberately trying to crash the servers your character just gets stuck in space so the evil empire actually eliminated a planet so i just i don't know if this really happened but i thought it was really funny i guess my point is like in those games you're not you don't have meetings with any of the captains of the starships with with any leaders of of the the, the klingons or the kardashian the kardashians the kardashians yes, you do no, are you kidding? Do On you? Star Trek Online, you are literally interacting with the characters from the shows voiced by the actors. Really? Yes. I just know in the, the Star Wars time. game you didn't, because I played it for a bit, and it wasn't like you just that. you were like just in the world. You know, like you could and but it wasn't like a show, not a game. I mean you have to build a like, I mean, the show what has difference to have does story. it really make if it's compelling stories? What did you just say? If it's a compelling enough story, like I just sure, don't no, understand it, why I'm it's not like. Saying that they well, maybe have we have to, to understand. Maybe we have to come to terms will. with recasting these characters. If it's a compelling enough story. It's like why is it not? Maybe it's a compelling enough story without doing that. Well, like, I guess why what is I'm that not is on the table? I am perfectly fine with <laughs> it being a compelling enough story without doing that, but I'm not resistant to recasting roles 
so that you can tell the story that you want to tell as long as it's a good one. That's all I really care about. I don't care if it's big. I don't care if it's small. I don't care uh, if it has sounds original like you series. care though because you're like eventually has to. It's Star Wars. What I just I'm mean? just I'm I'm just coming at it with the <laughs> with the meta knowledge of the way things like tend to work. So ultimately what I care about ultimately all I care about is that the show makes me want to watch the next episode. That's ultimately like the, the like I don't care if you give me a brand new Han and a brand new Leia. Although now that you've introduced a new actor as a new Han and a new, um, and a and a new Lando, like I'm kind of pissed that Star Trek Discovery is going to have yet another actor playing Captain Pike. Like, you know, you got a guy to play Captain Pike. You you decided to have yeah. a new guy play Captain Pike. Like he's still around. Use that guy. So if this show decides, hey, and here's this other person playing Hunt, like I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, I am, I'm okay with recasting of characters as long as there is someone who has the mantle. Does that make sense? I think I, like, do. I think you know, I know what you mean. Like saying, okay, like, well, we like, want to still like be able to Connery tell these is stories. Bond and... now, and now more is Bond, and now Dalton. Like, 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 I don't want it to be, you know. Yeah, but that was know. already like kind of set up that way. Like, I, I think the problem is how do you transition to that. Well, that, but what I'm saying is I, I don't want there to be two actors playing the character, the character at, at the same, the same time. Age I agree. I mean, there, and, that, and that bothered me a lot. And I think that bothered a lot of people in terms of like the the DC, like the the Suicide Squad and and, and the fucking yeah. Justice League, the Justice League, like yeah. that shit. It's like you like, what are you doing, particularly with Justice League? Because you had good at like you had good people in those roles. People, yeah, and people I have come to uh, love them. Here's the deal. I have no problem with the Flash in the Justice League. I think he's fine. I actually kind of liked him. But there's no reason you couldn't have used Who Barry Allen from the show. That's what there's I'm saying. There's no reason. Yeah. So what you're talking about, like, you we have, have a guy who played Pike recently. And like, he was good. Like, what reason yeah. do you have for not using him? Like, why? Yeah, I, 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 I agree. And, say, and with Sarek. Although... I understand the deal with Sarek. The guy who played Sarek on on the in the Star Trek 09 was fine, but he is not as compelling as the guy who's playing Sarek on on Discovery. He's not as a, a, as compelling an actor. Um, however, you know you can argue whether Sarek belongs on the show or not, and we've done that anyway. Listen, um, that's it for Trek Hot for this week. Uh, uh, it is, but I want to give you a uh, homework assignment because I saw something in the news that actually right. ha- that is that affected is affected by an actual episode of the Orville. So you have to watch at least that episode. All right. What, what's the episode I need to watch of the Orville? I don't know the name. <laughs> All right. Well, but text it to me. I will find it and I will text it to you. Okay. Because do you do that. have to uh, watch it because there's an actual news story that hit very recently that is like, all, like almost there for what happens in the episode. And it's a very Star Trekian episode. Well, hey, um, and I'll give you this: the Orville it was just announced is uh, has been renewed. So yay, yay! Uh, it yay! should be. It's fucking it's been renewed good for another season. It's okay. really good. Uh, my name is Justin, and my name is Alexia. Trek off, trek off, bitches! Hey, you know what makes us different than all those other podcasts you listen to? We have a movie. There's a movie of this podcast on Amazon Prime right now. Just go right now on Amazon Prime and go look. Check it out. Just search for it. There you go. There it is. Trek off. One word. 
Just search for Trek off on Amazon Prime or Amazon Instant Video if you want to rent it, if you don't have Amazon Prime as a subscription, or if you want to buy the DVD, it's there on Amazon. But seriously, this podcast, you got all the way to the end. Now go watch us and give us reviews and tell the world, man, a podcast got me made into a movie, man. How cool is that? Go look it up and share it. Love you guys.